Hi, everybody. Welcome to FNS Wrestling Podcast. It's our best of wrestling 2023 episode. Probably one of my favorites of the year, I'd say. Video is back. Wave to everybody on video as we, we were just talking about doing set design. Yeah, we we did some a little moving around of lights yeah. and things behind us in the background. So mm-hmm. if you've never seen us and you want to see us, I don't know why that would be the case, but you can. I don't want to see I think this either. is our third time doing video. We'll see how it goes. We did. What was the first one we did for video? Was that the NXT one, I think? It right? was NXT arrival. And what was the last one we did? It was full gear, maybe? Yeah, I think so. I think it was one of like the bonus reviews for sure, because we don't do flagship video. And full gear may come up today. Mm, it might. Point. It might. Uh, well, happy new year to everybody. It is first day of January 1st, first day of 2024. Yeah. Hope you had a good, safe, happy, fun New Year's. Yeah. We were at a party down the street. If you're a regular listener and you know I talk about getting together with people down the street, this yep. was one of the larger events, right? Like, Abs- yeah, because there's people like... Probably... More people from our side of the street. Yeah. Which usually it's like, I think mostly the other side of our street. Because our street is one of those ones where it's like split by another road so yeah. there's like one half of the street and there's the other one we joke about we're the we're the east end and chuck is the chuck and mike are like middle and then richard's down on the yeah because the they're like end. way far down they're like the opposite of us so yeah it was very fun um i think i got home just after two i walked home in shorts and yeah because i remember i wasn't asleep yet why was i in shorts jack because you wanted to torture me. Because it was a 90s theme New Year's. Oh, so I went as a 90s basketball player because my With your plan, actual uh, high yeah, school clothes. My plan was to wear grunge stuff because that's what I was. And I have that would have been cooler concert t-shirts and plaid shirts and whatnot. But then I was looking in my closet and I literally have basketball shorts from the 90s. Um, a Steve Nash basketball when jersey. When you said your jersey, I thought you meant like an actual like your high school no, jersey. No, but your mother was wearing my high yeah. school warm-up basketball jersey. That was strange which was really strange because there's a woman down that lives in the cul-de-sac that went to our high school so she recognized the shirt someone i know uh yeah tina ryland's mom yeah okay that's why well, i don't know to, why that was one of the ones she I was went to the same high school i didn't know we found out just through I facebook like I remember but anyways that, yeah anyways i had a good time i think you made it till midnight and then you bailed pretty quickly because yeah I, mean, I got home at 12 20 i think nice and um i mean watching monday at rod's night no years absolutely not no that's yeah. not how. Okay. But yeah, we're we're going to talk about what all the stuff that we loved about the best of the best 2023 and I'm going to propose a slight change right here in front of you and see how you feel about okay. it. Cuz going through we have it in a shared document, right? And I see how much you've written for stuff and and a lot of your it includes recap. So I think you should just go first for everyone. Okay. Does that make sense yeah, to you? That's fair. I because did you do that cuz I just like well when I'm getting into my picks I just all the stuff comes back to me and then I feel Correct. like incorporating that. And so I feel like it's also helpful to you because it is one of mine is literally I like I didn't have a lot of plans for this category. And then I read yours and it was convincing argument. So you provide you. more okay. context okay. and That's color. Fair. So and I think so why don't you, you introduce the awards? I'll run the nominees. That's what I'll I was going to say. Okay. Awesome. I like so, that. Um, and we'll start. I have a bunch of the honorary ones. Last year, I only did it for the worst of just to be a prick. But now we're going to even it out with just things I like from the year. And I said, you can chime in if you'd like. And again, we're combining all rosters this yep. year uh because i'm more the nxt expert neither of us really watch much we WWE. both watch AEW, and then we also have some outside stuff from like impact and right i don't think our a uh, little bit of our and we've watched every wwe pay ple right we just didn't finish payback i think but we've we've oh peeped that's everything. true i lied we didn't watch i don't everything. think it was anything we didn't make it through anything banner though but so yeah i mean it, it's obviously going to be probably pretty aew heavy because that is 
the company yeah. that gets the majority of our but attention. But we try to balance it out the we best try. we can. We really. definitely try. Yeah. All right. And yes, you're going to go through some of your honorary awards, just things from the year that you... Just me being me. Yeah, you being you. Okay, correct. so... Go ahead. Go off. Okay. First thing I had was Ring Gear of the Year, which you'll find this amusing. It's a tie between White Penta, yep. Butch from Money in the Bank, Seth Rollins from Elimination Chamber, Kenny Omega from Blood of Guts, and Will Ospreay from All In. Want to guess what they all have in common? Wearing white. Yes, they are all white gears. Um, That's really yeah. nice. Um, But yeah, those are all great. The Look, sir, some of those are so clean. The Rollins, I'm really disappointed in And but. so if you're new, I'm the one who doesn't remember anything and he remembers everything. That's kind of our yep. gimmick. He's the detail guy. I'm yep. the not. That's how we roll. Uh, only one that stands out to me of those that I would say, I remember White Penta. Of course. Everything Penta else, is just everything else. I'm like a marvel to watch. I, I trust fair. you, but I don't remember. Right, that's fair. Uh, rebrand of the year was Backlash cutting off the WrestleMania part. Because last two years, remember, WrestleMania <laughs> Backlash? We, yeah, that was... So, I mean, come on. They just make you feel stupid saying it. Yeah. Oh, I hate it. you don't want to say it, and then it becomes a joke where I don't say it, and you add it every time. You yeah. WrestleMania, well, but... I said it this year, I think, just for fun. Uh, best sponsored match was the Like a Dragon Guide and Street Fight uh, with the Don Callis family. And... Is that because all the other ones were terrible? Yeah, and I remember we actually kind of liked it. Yeah, and every other one is like... Horrible. In, in, in WWE face, yeah. is angering i was telling i don't know if i told you i think i did text you um that i saw that game on xbox game pass so i could play that for free nice uh best show we were live for of course forbidden door easy let's uh let's be real i don't know seasons beatings from great <laughs> canadian wrestling that we just saw with the main event of uh bone crusher steve brown yeah my favorite mm-hmm. i'm gonna say this one right in front of you father of the year uh christian cage as a father, I yeah. have to. I you can't, can't disagree. disagree with that. You can't disagree with it. I mean, my game is pretty good, but I, uh, it's questionable. He's on a tier he's unto himself. Unmatched. I owe to be Nick Wayne. Yeah, you know exactly. Uh, best what I'll call music moment was Hangman reverting back to Ghost Town <laughs> Triumph after a brief absence because I say this every time. It's something you notice, and I just said I'm the one who doesn't notice. And you don't things. remember. So that like, and ha- Hangman's theme is just it's the perfect theme for yep. me. It's. It just sounds cool. It's chill. It fits him perfectly. And it's just, I don't know. It's just so enjoyable. And they switched it. And it was one of the biggest outrages I think I've had for something so tiny. I, I was annoyed by it. Yeah. I'm, I, he had Not it only did I notice, months. but I was like, why would you do that? The it's, guy has the perfect song. It's the perfect theme. Uh, speaking of themes, I thought best license theme is Jane for Orange Cassie. I think just the build up with that, it works perfectly for him. Yeah. Although the elite are trailing him because Carry On Wayward what Son would your other is, nominees be, but that is really sense. good. Yeah. Um, crowd show of the year was that one during the MJF and Smojo promo. You know the profanity. Oh, we laughed. That, that. Laugh. was one of the funniest things of the year. Watched it's just, it like five times. Oh, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. Um, best entrance for a one-off was I thought Swerve Strickland's at full gear. You know with the dancers and yeah, Nana. I love that. Beautiful. Um, best belt of the year, which I would classify as any belt introduced this year, was I thought the World Heavyweight title. I think it's like a really good mixture of the I'll old have to one. I'll defer to you on one. that one. It's the one that Rollins has, if you remember what yeah. it looks like. It's oh, like the, the new, new version of the Big Gold. Right, right, I right. think it looks really nice. Yep. And considering some of their lazy belt work this year, I think it's really nice. And then to honor our segment of High Spot and Wrestles, High Spot of the Year would go to Will Ospreay's Tiger Driver 91 from Forbidden Door. Where he almost killed. Where he just drops Omega on his head. Yeah, he did. And that is all. Very good. I don't have anything to add, but I like all All those choices. Thank you. Uh, All right. So we're going to move into our awards. Same order as last year. And we are going to include our picks from last year just for comparison sake. Because I'm a podcast nerd and I listen to other people do that. It's something I heard someone doing. And I quite like that they were reminiscing about what they picked last year because I probably won't remember mine. Mm -hmm. Uh, So our first category to get underway is going to be best commentator. Mm -hmm. So last year went for both of us went to Excalibur because... 
He's, he's awesome. He is awesome. Uh, nominees from for this year are obviously Excalibur, then Tony Schiavone, Kevin Kelly, who was on AEW a decent amount. He like was. This year. Um, I remember him at Forbidden Door, at least. Um, Taz and Tom Hanfin of Impact fame. I also like Caprice Coleman. I just don't see enough of him to no, include him on this, right? right? But I think he's, he's fine, too. Yeah. Um, so honorable mention goes out to Kevin Kelly. I enjoy him whenever I hear him. I don't hear him like a ton, a ton, but I did more this year. And especially for Forbidden Door, um, he was really helpful with the New Japan history because he's just... He is. He's really good at really providing with quick that, right? context so for I you. I thought his commentary on my favorite match was he's helpful. perfect. Yep. Um, but my favorite commentary has to go to Excalibur again. Um, he provides the most value for me because he calls moves for us. It's really helpful for note-taking. Um, and he'll point out history between people. He's generally pretty straightforward, but sometimes he gets those random quips, like the ones uh, against Don Callis. Um, he's really funny. Uh, and also, we like AEW for being an alternative, and he is an alternative to WWE commentary because he calls all the moves, whereas they don't really, especially on NXT. Yeah, and I get really frustrated. So um, Excalibur is definitely my pick. Yeah, I'd throw an honorable mention at Tom Hannafan just because I don't think a lot of people watch Impact, and I think he's actually a really good lead I never hated him in WWE either. No, he's a pretty talented guy. Um, and before I knew, I assumed it was the pick I made last year, and it's going to be the same pick this year because Excalibur is the best commentator, right? He's informative, knowledgeable. He gets excited, but not over the top, you know what I mean? So that yeah. when he does get really excited, it means something because it's not yeah, a yeah. constant thing. He is just, as what I watch, he's by far the best right now. Like, it's not really close. This was one of those categories that was really quick for Easy me to decide. To for yeah. sure, yeah. And then, the next category we have... Do we, we, I was going to say, I don't think one. we had yeah, this last this year. Is this one. is the uh, best entrance, so this is definitely right up your alley. Yeah, absolutely. Um, nominees, we have Swerve Strickland, Metaphor from NXT, uh, the gun slash Bullet Club Gold, the spotlight entrance specifically. specifically yes. Because yeah. Bullet Club Gold, like, they don't always use it, or like Jay White doesn't usually use it, but when they do it all together, the guns have done it with Juice. It's awesome. Yes. Orange Cassie is really nice. Like I said, the build-up with Jane. Uh, the Elite's entrance with Carry On Wayward Son is always really cool because it's got that kind of build-up too. And uh, Moose for Impact. I always really enjoy his. This, this might be the only Impact thing you nominated. I correct? think so. Maybe. Every, every there other might have Impact been might ones. be me. I think, I don't I maybe I put in the worst. I don't know. But this is one of the ones, yeah, I just straight up put in. Um, for me, honorable mentions go to Metaphor and Moose for standing on products I don't often care for. Yeah. I think Metaphor's entrance is really cool the way they all introduce in. And then Moose is, like, looks pretty big time for Impact. You don't usually it does. go in big places. Like, they're usually pretty small. So I think his is really awesome. And it's something for Impact that has to be okay in, like, a smaller venue too, right? Yeah. It's Because they don't always have space or production or whatever. So mm -hmm. it's kind of... This is really cool. Yeah. Um, although this category is relatively unimportant, I was still very torn. I bet you The two were. options I'm stuck between are two of my favorite entrances going. Um, the good things I could say about one, I could say about the other. Um, I'm torn between Bull Club Gold, the Guns entrance, and Swerve Strickland's. I think the spot entrance for the Guns with the rotating camera and the water gun spit thing, it really elevated them to look like top guys. <laughs> I think it's like, it honestly really helped their presentation for me, just having something that makes them look really cool. You know what I mean? I think it really helped. They also had that one-off entrance with the 50 Cent song that worked really right. well. Um, but Swerve's mean mugging entrance with Nana also elevated him. So you could say the same thing, right? Yep. Um, it it made, makes him look like a main event money talent. And I always get a kick out of Juice Robinson um, making faces and noises in his entrance. He's awesome. And I also get a kick out of Nana, right? So there's things on each. I think I have to give a slight edge to Swerve Strickland, though. The Bullock Gold entrance is fantastic. Helped loads of my perception of the guns. But Swerve's just helped elevate him to a spot where he's ready for something big. Uh, and I love Nana dearly, so I'm going to pick Swerve Strickland for sure. 
this is 2023 will be like this was the year of swerve on the show um mm-hmm. big year for him so same i wanted to shout out metaphor i think they're theirs is really good it's yeah. legit and like some of the talent in that group's not ready to move up to main roster but, but that, that entrance is, entrance roster, is good to go with the little if you don't haven't seen it it's like they got like different bars color light, light bars coming down on the Tron. On yeah. each person striking like a pose. Um, anyways, it and just looks, the theme works perfectly with that. It one, just looks sure. like it's polished and ready. Mm-hmm. But uh, like you, this one is swerve for me. The music is awesome. Oh yeah, N- Nana is awesome, and specifically the contrast between Nana's antics and Swerve just looking like doing nothing. Work so stoic is the word, right? Yeah, like, yeah. And he just sort of it all works. He's just for me, the coolest wrestler on the planet right now. And I even, I think I sent the link to you and you probably watched it too, an interview with Swerve about his theme and his entrance and to see how insightful and how much detail he like, the whole walking really slow and looking around at everything, that's all calculated Mm -hmm. intentional choices by him. Um, And he also talks about like, refer talking to other experts and being open to their opinions on what to do. So it's not just him, right? But I think he... That entrance, his whole presentation is amazing, and the entrance is part of it. So, yeah, it's swerve for me. For sure. All right, next we have uh, best non-wrestling performer. So that's what valets, managers, seconds, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, I would say even, like, interviewers or something would count. Obviously, I don't think we really have any of those in here, but, like, anything outside the ring, really. And not commentary, because they have their own. No, commentaries have their own, of course. Category. Um, Last year, we both picked William Regal for his work with Blackpool, which was pretty short, but I remember I really liked it. Loved it, it, too. Yeah, Yeah, obviously. I'm I'm a little disappointed still that he left. And hasn't done anything since. It'd be different if he was popping up on NXT that I watch every week. But he hasn't. But he's not. His son's there, for crying out loud. exactly. What's he waiting for? Mm -hmm. Uh, Nominees are Prince Donna, of course, Paul Heyman, uh, even with the bloodline dipping, he's always quality. Uh, can't fault him. Don Callis, of course, and Impact Scott Demore. I kind of threw him a bone. Yeah. I don't love everything he does, but he does play a significant role, and there are times where I think he does a good job. So mm-hmm. we threw him a bone. Um, Arwell mentioned to Nana for the many times he made me laugh by just dancing like a goof and elevating swerve loads. And my honor- other honorable mention goes to uh, Card Blade. Yes, the, you, we, the well, you more than me, but we both enjoy card blade. Card blade's funny, uh, especially when they had the uh, cardboard belt. Yes, that was funny. Um, I think Don Callis has to take this one for me. The sheer amount of heat he garners for just appearing is always insane, and uh, to catch them, the rest of them become heat manning by association alone. He looks like a proper supervillain with his big forehead scar. He played a great role in the feud with the Elite this year. Um, and he elevated Takesha. Takesha had a pretty solid year, especially from last year when we just waned a little bit. It waned for sure, no doubt, but. From last year when we just were noticing him and he was picking up, I think Takesha had some really great moments this year, and thanks to Callus a lot. Uh, his promos are always great, and he he amuses me. Uh, he's one of the best heels around, and yes, it did wane a little, so that hurts a little, but I think the work he did this year was really great. Uh, he elevated Takesha a bunch this year. He saved Hobbs from being... True. From QTV. Obscurity. Yeah, he and Fletcher's already seen some gold, a solo gold at that since joining, and let's not talk about Sammy Guevara there. Um, he hasn't been visible at the end of the year, but next year I look forward to more, so I'm going to pick Don Callis. Yeah, I narrowed it down to those as well. It could have been Callis, but I kind of feel like he disappeared from Dynamite, and because that's really the one I focus on, basically AEW for me. He was just yeah. kind of gone, right? Uh, his faction hasn't had any impact lately. Hopefully hopefully they get back on track now that the uh, C2, as I've shortened it to in my notes. Yep, that's what everyone calls the it. The Continental Classic is over. Um, and Swerve and Nana are just red hot, and... Nana doesn't say much or do much other than dance and sort of be there with Swerve and just sort of create that contrast that I love. But I think that's part of it. If I break it down to like entertainment value right now, it it 
it's that award is not as right now just for even the little bit he's doing is working so well as That's part fair. of a bigger act that I think it's phenomenal. He's a big part of the best act in wrestling right now. So I'm going to give him this recognition because mm -hmm. I haven't tired of it yet. Like this, the dancing gimmick, I, it still works somehow, it's right? It's always entertaining. So yeah, it's, it's, uh, beautiful. it's Nana and Swerve again. Mm -hmm. uh, next one is we're looking at segment or vignette of the year. Another new category we had did not do we, this last so year. I know we did it. I think it was either 20, I think it was 21 or 20. We've done it before because remember the acclaimed the Buck Hunt? Yeah. Oh, I my think God. we just forgot about it last year. Oh, Buck Hunt. That was good. And see, that's as a guy who doesn't remember a ton, that's how you know it's it like good, years later. And I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. And I remember it and I loved it. Yeah. So I think we just forgot about it last year because I know we've done it before. Yeah. I remember because of that. Right. So, anyway, so we just, I guess Brought we forgot it about it last year. Yeah. Um, nominees are the Invasion of the Buddy Wayne Academy from Dynamite 200, mm -hmm. uh, MJS Rebar Mitzvah segment, which was, I don't remember the exact date, but it was like, I think it was post-revolution. It was the first segment with the four pillars, basically. Yes, which The one with the Darby awesome. Allen promo that I loved. Um, MJF and Adam Cole's promo battle from Dynamite on, what's that, June 7th. Yep. Uh, Hangman Swerve's face-to-face -face from the Full Gear Go Home on November 15th. Nakamura's promo on Rollins' back, which was on some Raw. Uh, Christian's <laughs> rechristening ceremony from Dynamite on November 22nd. Uh, Sammy turning on Roman at the end of the Royal Rumble. Mel and Wesley's in-ring convo ahead of Heat Wave from August 15th. Danielson's promo after Revolution on Dynamite um about mjf and then when he went home that was a late addition for me yeah. that was me going through my random list of stuff yeah i love that yeah. promo um for me honorable mentions go to the rebar mitzvah because mjf was great as usual and it, that was my favorite promo from darby i just thought he killed it, it there it was awesome uh but that was slightly brought down by jungle Boy and guevara who were good but just <laughs> never stellar on the right. mic um and also to christian's recursing uh ceremony for making me feel such sympathy for luchasaurus in one segment because that was something special you're talking about my ones i narrowed it down yeah. to too, basically and the first interaction between cole and mjf because that was a really great promo battle and it started something greater yep um but the segment i'm gonna pick is a shorter one but one that will no doubt live long in the memory like buck Hunt. exactly um i almost picked the full gear go home with swerve and hangman but i think this is slightly better um, I'm, of course, referring to the Invasion of the Buddy Wayne Academy. Uh, one of the earlier segments that really cemented Swerve as this living supervillain. That's exactly. just perfect. Uh, it was perfectly brutal the way he and Air Fox barged in, beat down everyone. They chucked a skateboard at a guy. Uh, Nick Wayne got bloodied with a picture frame of him and his dad. And then they lay the picture, quote, where he found out his daddy wasn't with him anymore. Right. Um, then Swerve <laughs> and Fox called Darby with a bloody Nick there. Um, Air Fox motivations here were good, too. It's just a shame that was too short-lived, obviously. But that's not... It, it was, That's yeah. not the fault of this segment. No, not at all. Um, everything about this was... Everything about this little bit was really well done. And it was just a start for Swerve. So I think that was a great segment. It's still uh, fondly remembered. And because you talked about the other ones I narrowed it down to, I went like just to shine some light and honorable mention to Shinsuke Nakamura's promo. That was a really good thing for main roster. When he, he spoke in Japanese all about Seth's like deteriorating and um, problematic back, right? And I just, it was cool as hell. He came across as really menacing. And it's just, as we've talked about a million times on our show, like further evidence that you need to let people speak their first languages yeah. and then provide subtitles. They're yeah, so much more expressive. still enjoyable. And amazing, right? Yeah. Um, he sounded amazing here, and it gave me some hope for WWE, which I always love to have because yeah, I'm and... not a big fan. 
Um, what maybe have they as, done since? I don't as know. Vince dis- distances himself and that yeah. gap widens, I'm ho- really hopeful that I enjoy more stuff from them. Absolutely. Uh, but again, big year for Swerve and the segment yeah. you just talked about, the invasion of Buddy Wayne's Academy, was my favorite. Super villain Swerve on display. For sure. He He's one of the only people, I think, in the entire wrestling industry who could pull this off and have it be cool and believable. And yeah, not, it like, just it, was like grounded and gritty. Like, put this in the hands of NXT. Oh, no. It's coming off way different, right? Yeah. Um, I don't think there's many people in wrestling that can do what he does. His Absolutely. words were amazing, cold. His actions were vicious. Everything about it worked for me. Mm-hmm. And it, you, like you said, it like further springboarded him into yeah. like superstar. Yeah, this is one of those segments I'll remember from him. Yeah, I, I will remember this segment as well. So that's how I know it definitely wins this category for me because I know I'll remember this. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Next one. Uh, sorry, the, the battery on the laptop, the, oh, the little thing clipped it. and it was at 10%. I just saw the warning out of the corner of my eye. Not wow. Uh, our next category is taking a look at our most improved of the year. Um, so from last year, we, so side note, we lumped it in with breakout this year, last year. And so we split it this time because they're different. It's definitely different, right? I think so. Because breakout, you don't have to improve. It's just like you're your visibility and your, exact, your star you, you quality. You can be doing right? the exact same thing, but you're breaking out. You're, right, your in-ring quality right. can always be however good, right? Or your, it's just like your character work or like something, right? Yep. Like it's just, your perception's better. We know what we mean, yeah. dang it. Uh, Figured out everything. Nominees else. here are Christian Cage. Uh, we'll throw a bit of love Logan Paul's way. You have to, honestly. Honestly, it's as much as we it don't like him. pains us to say it, believe me. Oh, I don't want to say it. Dude is good. Dude's improved for sure. Um, It's respectable. Uh, The Guns. Improved tenfold. Yep. Uh, Orange Cassidy, because he became one of my favorites this year, which is crazy. Yep. Not because I ever hated him, but just because his gimmick should have been a ceiling, he, but it agree, really exactly. hasn't been. So He does that, more with that than I thought possible. Absolutely, especially this year. And uh, Thea Hale from NXT, which is definitely uh, your contribution. She's gotten a lot better. For she sure. Has, I um, Arnold mentioned to Christian Cage because he improved his character work tenfold. Which is it's, crazy to say. Of like a 25-year whatever veteran. Yeah, he's 50 and arguably in one of the prime runs of his career. Yep. Um, however, he started last year, and I'm going to praise him later, so he gets a mention here because he'll get enough love, I promise. He will. Uh, similar reason for Orange Cassidy. He's improved a lot as well, but he was always good in the ring. It's just um, his character and his the title run. Uh, but he's in here elsewhere, so I'll also leave him And it him feels for later. different from his WWE work. For right? Christian, yeah. Edge is still Edge right now, or Copeland, whatever you want to say. Still, he's literally still the radar superstar. But Christian's not the same. He's no. like a, he's a way more like, I don't know. It's like not he's in a company not for kids, so he's not doing PG stuff anymore. Exactly. Right. He's allowed to do like yeah. R-rated stuff now. Ah. Which is, yeah. Ah. I didn't even know that's where I was going with that. Well, I'm gonna show some love to the guns and say they're the most improved this year. I went from disliking them in the ring and disliking them on the mic. And their characters and whatever. I used to hate them. We both used to hate them. Agree. Uh, but I've come to really enjoy them, genuinely. Um, they start with a questionable, mediocre title run that felt too soon and still feels weird. But now I feel like they've reached a point where I would accept them as tag champs. Maybe not my first choice, but I would accept them. I have no problem with um, it. They've improved in the ring quite a bit. Um, not to say they're amazing, but I think they're pretty good now. Like, they're good hands and they could carry their weight in a match. Um, I think they can hold their own. Character-wise, I think they've mastered their cocky second-generation stick. They're really great pricks, especially in Bull Cup Gold. That's what really elevated them. They perfected their entrance. Yep. They perfected their gimmick. They were, like, even before we started to really enjoy them, when we were kind of like them, we were, we were like, 
I don't love them, but they would fit in Bullet Club. Yeah. And it's absolutely a perfect yep, fit. Perfect Whereas fit. last year, the FTR funeral segment that we really liked was an outlier. I feel like now they just do well in general. Um, like I said, having Switchblade and Juice with them has only helped them. And they're a really enjoyable tag team net for me now. Um, I've gone a complete 180 on them because I, I enjoy them a lot now. So they're going to get my pick. And I think, like, sure, they're not FTR in the ring or no. whoever you want to put. But part of the heel work thing is I think... I feel like they're aware of that, and that's part of why they cheat yeah. and do other stuff because that's what closes the gap, kind of like Pretty Deadly. Yeah. Right? Like, or Dom Mysterio. They work well enough, but they also know they need that little yeah. edge to beat mm -hmm. some of these better teams. So, and again, I hate to admit it, but uh, my honorable mention is Logan Paul. He's taken to wrestling like a fish to water, right? Absolutely. And it's probably only my lack of seeing him because he's not working a full he schedule, right? He works the bigger shows, right? right? So. so um, otherwise, he might win it. But for FNS, uh, I think this pretty clearly goes to the guns this year. We've gone from wanting them to go away in ring. I think we've praised them out. most of this year. That's like true. there was nothing redeeming. And now we enjoy them as yeah. part of what I would consider them like an old school faction because they kind of feel DX. -ish. I say, I love Bullet Club Gold. I say that all the time yeah. to you, uh, the good version of DX. <laughs> um, and now they're pretty good in the ring. And I think worth noting, right? Their finisher is I, believable the and a little bit over. Cool. Yeah. So I think that's great for them. They fit perfectly in Bullet Club Gold. And they're they're sort of emblematic of something I love about wrestling. And that's like you start to enjoy acts and things that you previously didn't. Which for is something we reason. could also say to Christian. Right. For whatever reason, whether they get better or it's a character tweak or it's the writing's better for them. That's the best is Absolutely. when you because we've 180 on these guys. Yeah, basically. It's right? a genuine just like I enjoy them. now. Yes. And I love when that happens. So it's the guns. I'm not even ashamed to say it this no. year. Happy they for they them. deserve it because yep. I used we used to hate them. We did. Um, uh, so did I mentioned, I think we picked the acclaim last year and then also for the next one. Oh, yes. Uh, we is breakout, is breakout performer so, of the year. Like I said, it was lumped in with most improved. So we picked the acclaim last year, which I think they kind of fit for both. They, do, they would. Um, sure. So this year nominees are Konosuke Takeshita, Kyle Fletcher, LA Knight, Swerve Strickland, and Lyra Valkyria. Yes. Um, um, I want to give a big honorable mention to, to Kesha once again, um, uh, which we, I think we did that last year as well. Um, but he, cause he really impressed me last year. And I think this year with his association with Don Callis, he really did if break we out. If being honest, we both wanted him to win. This I so really badly. wanted him to win this. Like we would, if the calculus really somehow did. moved the calculus to me, but he just did. I would love to give year. him this. So he's on pace. Maybe he is. He is. And we said that last year too, right. but he really feels on pace this year. Cause he got big victories and a great win over Omega. I that feel was like a really it's just the match. tournament came and. Because he wasn't in the tournament. If he was in the tournament, kind of backburn. I really wish he was in the tournament, honestly, because right. he didn't have to win. But like, wouldn't have been great. Um, the momentum, his momentum slowed towards the end of the year. So I hope twenty twenty four is the year we see some gold on him. Also, honorable mention to Kyle Fletcher for so many potential in solo bangers <laughs> and getting a solo title in Mark Davis' absence. Right. Like it, he didn't let he that slow great. him down. He's proven that he could have a Shawn Michaels kind of deal once Aussie Open splits. Yeah, obviously not on the level, but like he'll he won't be the Genetti. I think he's the breakout front runner for next year for me yeah a him or to depending honestly. if he stays a single especially not yeah. that i even necessarily want that to happen because i do love i love Aussie Aussie open, open yeah but either or yeah um the man who stole this award from Takeshi and ran away with it has to be swerve strickland um but also i forgot honorable mention to la knight because he truly broke out on the main roster and that has to be commended uh, agree um but yeah swerve ran away 
with this for me. Um, a guy we've enjoyed a lot since the hit row days, but he only began to hit a big this year. He started the year with that crummy mogul affiliates thing that really I thought hindered his momentum. If it he did. had stayed in that, he would not be here. Oh, no chance. Um, but I'm 100% happy to say it was a, but a bump in the road. The mogul embassy was incredibly random pairing. And honestly, we kind of crapped on it first because it was really weird that he just yeah. he just struck a deal with Nana. Now he's with the embassy. Um, at first, it was just like I was like, it's random, but at least it's better than Parker and Trench. But now I think it's really turned out great in the long run, especially having Nana with him, as we mentioned already. Mm -hmm. Swerve has always been great in the ring, but he really showed us here against the likes of Orange Cassie, Darby Allen, Danielson. Um, he had a big coffin match in Wembley and a career-defining oh, yeah. rivalry with Hangman. The Wrestle Dream match was really good, but felt kind of off. That death match was on a completely different level. Mm -hmm. Uh, one of my favorite matches ever. Um, something that genuinely elevated him. That was like a career-defining match for sure. Just a star-making turn. Yep. Um, and I think he's definitely arrived as main event worthy. I think no this doubt. is when those rumblings became really um, fan base wide. Like it's he's just, undeniable. Yeah, now. he's becoming undeniable with the super villain-like character and superb entrance. He's got all the tools now, and he broke out from where he was when the year started and where he was last year. At the time of writing, he's undefeated in the Continental Classic. Obviously not anymore. Um, so here's hoping all this momentum carries into the W. Obviously not. But here's hoping that carries into a good 2024. Yeah. It, like you said, in almost any other year, this would be hard for LA Knight not to win this. Um, yep. He was repackaged, right? He was up as, what was it? His original? Max Dupree. Well, that was last year. He started off the year with the Mountain Dew Pitch Black match. So right. let's and then, not forget so that. So he sort of connected with the crowd, right? And Just that connection organically, was strong completely. and made him like, undeniable they couldn't not push him sort of thing but he well comes they didn't second. give him anything though he comes second so. for me too um who went from really really good to being just incredible this year right and that's the breakout you could it depends what level he swerve was already really good but he's just he, always kind of stuck in the mid card right? he's just broken through um he's an incredible super villain he had a bloody match of the year candidate probably the most popular guy in that company right now with the reactions he's getting he's an undeniable superstar and not the way wwe uses the term superstar no, like, like actually a superstar yes. uh and he deserves to hold the main title and be the face of this company i think Absolutely. for me that match needs to happen i'm saying within the first three months of this year he needs to be a champion for sure. um and because he can't get much hotter than this right and heat like this doesn't last forever i wish it would but it won't so you got to sort of strike at some point Absolutely. right his entire presentation is just about perfect for me. Um, and despite the evil stuff he does, people love him and want to see every second of everything he cool does. He just cool and charisma. Um, love Swerve, and it's his award. He's the breakout Absolutely. star he, for me. He took it completely. Uh, next, we move into... This one was tough for me. Uh, best feud of 2023. Mm -hmm. um, so this was the first... This will be the first one where we differed last year, mm -hmm. which I took Death Triangle versus the Elite, the best of seven series I started. Yeah. Partially because oh, yeah. that was really awesome and partially because I didn't want to pick Punk. Um, <laughs> and because Punk right. Punk's feud started in 2021, but you took Punk and MJF with the I dog did. collar match and whatnot. Oh, yeah. um, this year's nominees include... I forgot that, that yeah. I took that. Yeah. Uh, Elite versus Blackpool Combat Club with all that faction war shenanigans. Uh, MJ versus Danielson with that in the lead up in the Iron Man match. Mm -hmm. Hangman versus Swerve, which was the late candidate of this year, I would say. It was. Um, similar thing for Melo versus Dragunov, but that started earlier, but that was here too. The NXT um, getting in there a little. And then Omega versus Callis and Co. Yeah. Um, honorable mention to Omega versus Callis for the Takeshita wins. Um, and some good multi-mans in there, and then Swerve Hangman for that death match, if nothing else. But the feud wasn't as long as 
the one I picked. Uh, the front runner, in my opinion, was always Elite versus Blackpool. A feud that stemmed from a feud, I guess, because Omega and Callus did like, oh wait, did it? No, this one kind of. Oh wait, as was Omega and Callus, because Omega and Callus came from this. Mm-hmm. This came from Mox Hangman, which started last year. So I'm kind of lumping in Hangman Moxley, <laughs> but it's all kind of one for me. Yeah. Um, that view was already really good because remember the concussion angle with Hangman. Yep. I think the way Moxie was walking line between heel and face for a while after Hangman came back was really great. Um, this also kicked off the bully heel era of Blackpool, which was honestly probably my favorite run for them because they were just really great with that dismantling uh, the Dark Order a few weeks and then Hangman had no allies. Right. The slow wit burn to him having to reunite with the Elite I thought was really great and paid off an older storyline for me, which I really enjoyed because... The 2021 Hangman vs. Elite storyline or feud was one of the best in company mm-hmm. history and one of my favorite things I've watched. And so to have that kind of callback and kind of a payoff to that um, was awesome. And even Danson coming back after the MJF feud and then turning heel, that was really great. Um, I was so excited to see the Elite back together, and so that was awesome uh, just with all the previous stories. It felt like it leaned into older AEW things, which I really liked. You do. And a lot of great matches in this one. The Anarchy in the Arena was really fun. Remember, there was the Multiman Forbidden Door we really liked. Yep. Blood and Guts was probably my favorite one of those to date. Um, and I almost didn't want this to end. Unlike the boring and never-ending jazz feuds of <laughs> yesteryear, this was a faction feud to remember. Yep. Um, there's just so many things to love about this, so um, this is my favorite feud of the year for sure. And I noted here that we're obviously light on WWE storyline nominations, but I don't we don't follow the product enough to yeah other than melodrama because those matches were really strong and i watch all of that yeah, right so and you watch that uh this year's weird <clears throat> excuse me i didn't feel super strongly about this category and i think it's a bit of a sign that it's a bit of a down year for that's aew for sure, yeah. because that again that's the company we watch the by far the most right yeah. and to be honest this is the one i mentioned earlier where i read your reasoning on this document and you made a really good case for the bullet club elite because i obviously Black forget Wolf. sorry Blackpool. It's the, it's the, it's the BCC uh, yeah, in my yeah, notes. It's, it's the um, what is it? acronyms. I obviously forget a lot of the details. So once you laid it all out like that, I'm like, yeah, I can't think of anything else that um, yeah. was better than that. Or there's some good ones this year for sure. And created good matches, right? So mm-hmm. I agree with you. And I took the uh, Blackpool Combat Club Elite. For and I think one. one thing is a faction feud is also a little trickier because there's so many more elements going on right. so i think that they did it really well so many combinations especially because the one with jazz or inner circle in previous times like jazz and america top team or jazz yeah or sorry like inner circle pinnacles like there's just always something missing there i thought this one was just really well done though just the way it was it was, awesome. it was. uh next we have best storyline of the year what did we pick last year uh same as in the bloodline so main of roster course. got love that was like an undeniable story That's, right? it's kind of like swerve and break it it's just it was the clear one. Which now I hear all the stuff I read and listen to, people I trust, they're kind of down it's on the whole Absolutely. No, it's, story. It, now it's not really much of a factor, but when I think post-Mania, and like, it was a summer, because July was when we had the Bloodline Civil War, yeah. and there's the Uso Reigns match at SummerSlam, and it's just, it's definitely fallen off. Boy, was it hot last year, though. Oh, yeah. Like, last we couldn't year, ignore even it. Even early this year, I think last year to early this year was when I it was, was going out of my it. way to watch the segments and absolutely. stuff. Absolutely. That's crazy. Um, So, surrounds this year was... um. OC's international title reign that was genuinely just a highlight because that just made me love Orange Cassidy. The original, it was awesome. Original the original club. Of, oh wait, oh the original. Oh wow, <laughs> I was okay. I got, I got it. That's you trolling good. me by putting Gallows and Anderson in here. <laughs> um, MJF and Adam Cole, the bromance of the summer, so to speak. Uh, the early Bloodline saga uh, gets a nomination because it still had a good run this year. It was just short-lived, of course. Brian Danielson's championship gauntlet and Gunther's title reign. Um, you wanted to mention, so I'll give an honorable mention to the C2 because there was a lot of storylines in there. I wanted it mentioned somewhere, right? Because so it was. Just I would a... say 
We didn't write amazing. down, but maybe one of our nominees could be Eddie's Continental Classic yeah. run because yeah, his that's true. His was definitely a storyline, so I'll I'll shout that out for sure. And we love the Continental Classic. Continental Classic was it genuinely something that elevated television. It was a highlight of twenty. It'll come up later, I think. Yeah. Um, this is a really tough one for me because the first two things that came to mind for this category are two that are front running for me. I think it's got to be between Better Than You, Bebe, and Orange Cassidy. Um, they're both super different, great for different reasons, and I love them both dearly. Um, and at the beginning of the year, if you had told me I would love both of these or th- both these would happen, I don't think I'd believe it because Orange Cassidy, like, we were disappointed at first when he won it because we were there when he won the title we were. for Pac, and we were like, ah. Uh, because I love Pac. Love yeah, Pac. exactly. We love Pac, but I think in the long run, it was genuinely a good move. Oh, fantastic. Um, it took a bit to get going, but once it got going, man, his title run was the best thing on TV. It was honestly like the C2. It was something to look forward to every, every week. week. Every right? Wednesday, there was something, mm-hmm. a good match coming. The cool MJF sure. saga was the best thing of the summer. It was AW's answer to the bloodline in many ways. When the bloodline dropped the ball, they picked it up. Mm-hmm. But I think... There were times where the story last seen, I think just Cole's injury really cut it at the knees. And Had that's to. not their fault. No, it's not. But um, that's just what happened. And Changed everything, So I'm it's less sure. in the forefront with all that MJF is dealing with, obviously. Um, he's got a bunch of other stuff now. And I think with the devil, hopefully it picks up, but mm-hmm. we'll see. Um, so on the other hand, um, Cassie's telerun started out normal, but evolved over time, became a great little story of his own. The constant thing of him being a fighting champion, racking up these injuries, but having great matches every week and eking out victories was so awesome. And became towards the end where... Um, like with Moxley Castle evolved and um, the title became something he really cared about and his title run became something I really cared about as well. Like I ended up being disappointed when he lost to Moxley, who's probably my favorite of all time. Right. And like I was actively rooting against Moxley and um, him never caring about anything and becoming and this title becoming the one thing he really cared about was just perfect storytelling. I remember the promo he had right before All Out was really good. Um, I think that's really close one that could go either way. Um, but there were some iffy segments of Cole and MJF, right? Remember, there was some that there were, were like I, as good, right? Yes. So it kind of it's kind of left hanging. So I'm gonna pick Orange Cassidy because it's so rare that the title change actually makes me sad, and I wholeheartedly rooted against Mox. So hats off to Orange Cassidy because he genuinely deserves this. He does. Um, and I'm thrilled with Gunther's title run. I'm gonna yeah. mention that. I think Cassidy outshone him though. Gunther. I do too. But I think Gunther has elevated that title, and I'm just thrilled to see an NXT call up actually presented well. Although maybe Walter's one of those undeniable talents, right? I would hope but, so. Um, I decided to send the award somewhere else, and I was a bit surprised by this too. But I was most captivated by the Orange Cassidy story and his reign as the champion, like you. Um, I think I'm, even for you, because you were definitely more down on him. I'm not a huge Cassidy times. fan, you know, mm-hmm. um, but the story told with the injuries piling up and insisting on taking dif- difficult matches week after week and always delivering really good matches, uh, put it over the top. Um, and we at this podcast wanted that story to go on if he indefinitely. Continued basically. one title run to now instead of being two time champion. I would not complain. Right. And there's no doubt that run elevated the heck out of what could have been a joke of a title, right? Right. So, I think whereas the flip-flopping changes early in this year hurt the TNT title, Orange Cassidy helped Definitely. this title. Just like Gunther helped the Intercontinental. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so if you would have told me at the start of 2023 that I'd be giving this award to Orange Cassidy, I would have given you great odds and confidently bet with you on that. Because yeah. I didn't think that was possible. But Absolutely. it was a captivating story for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, next Keep award. Speaking of captivating stories. Yeah, we get biggest wrestling story, but... In real life. So, like, news shoot, stories. We'll shoot say. stories, shoot, brother. We're shooting here. Yep. Um, last year, it was Vince McMahon retiring for both of us. Because that genuinely still one of the craziest things to happen. And Obviously, it kind of... Unhappened? Kinda, yeah, but... <laughs> and re-happened? At the time, that was genuinely one yeah. of the craziest... Five days before my birthday, too. Right. That was one of the craziest we things We were so happy. That was the best early birthday present right. I've gotten in my entire life. 
Um, nominations for this year were uh, The Unfortunate Death of Bray Wyatt, um, WWE's TKO merger with UFC, CM Punk getting fired um, from AEW, which, I mean, last year he got close with the uh, brawl-in. Right. So uh, AEW All-In, just the announcement of that was um, crazy. The announcement that AEW Canada tour in Forbidden Door for us. For us, selfishly, yeah. A big one. The collision announcement and um, the Japanese Federation's the Recently forming yeah. like a super pact or mm-hmm. something. Yeah. Um, this was a hard one to narrow down because it was a big year. Like the past couple years for wrestling, there's been some crazy stuff. There has. Um, two front runners for me are the death of Bray Wyatt and the firing of CM Punk. One brings me much sadness, and one brings me extreme joy. Um, the <laughs> yeah, CM dude. Punk firing was super surprising and a big deal. Um, but one of the, the genuine, like, it's stupid, but it's one of the happiest moments of my life that I can remember. I was just overjoyed when I saw it as I work. Like, I almost, so I almost shed a tear. Um, however, it was an inevitable event, I think, given the events of 2022 and the ongoing backstage issues with him this year is bound to happen. The same can't be said for Bray, though. He was out since, like... March because he was supposed to have a feud last and then it didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Um, he started the year in a stretch with his feud, his feud with LA Knight in the highly questionable pitch black match. Highly questionable, <laughs> yeah. Is there was the false start of the feud with Lashley, <laughs> and something was up. And for a while, there were multiple different reports on what his deal was. And I had to say that what happened was unexpected, I think, is an understatement because oh, yeah, I don't think it was expected. No, his untimely death due to COVID compli- complications. Sorry, COVID complications was far from what anyone expected coming. From completely left, it's still jarring le- looking back, and it's one of those things that doesn't feel entirely real. So I think it's definitely got to be that for me because um, I still miss the Fiend run. I miss when oh, he... you love the original. Actually, I think Fiend. that was something that really had potential. I'm really disappointed now more than ever that they dropped the ball because now he'll never get the chance to be what he could have been because he was never a ring general, but there was always potential in something. So I'm just really disappointed he died because for um, sure, him and Brody Lee just that they are gone so soon is um always disheartening for sure. I. Technically, for me, I guess the biggest story should probably be the TKO merger, but I just don't care enough about the no. business side. But that is obvi- like a huge, huge deal. Obviously. Um, it's something on the long lines of the Vince thing. Right? And the Wyatt passing was sudden and awful, but it kind of was out of the news cycle pretty quickly. You That's know what fair. I mean? So for me, unfortunately, like I don't love it, but it's the CM Punk stuff because all the stuff leading to his firing um, with the content I consume, it was easily the event that got the most attention wide range of opinions and it still like doesn't really go away right it's still being talked about a little bit to this point so i got tired of hearing about it but that's probably another sign that it deserves this award so that's 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 the route i went with this one i guess one we could put in was cm punk's wwe return but i don't know if that was a big story it was more of a big moment and i'm probably even considering that a little bit when i give it to that because it's all of that if he doesn't get fired there he doesn't get hired there it's just punk in the news cycle i guess is the problem i would Mm -hmm. Uh, now we're moving into some of the larger ones. I feel like this is where it kind of takes the a more um, wrestling centric. Yeah. Ones, I guess. So this well, is where we talk yeah. about our best on the mic for 2023. I think I called it Mike Man of the Year once. You did. That's good. Uh, last year, MJF for both of us. Of Pretty course. easily. Right. He's always going to be in this category. I think I as like. he long might not as, always win yeah. it, but he will always be correct. Here, I feel like I would agree with that. Um, nominees are Samoa Joe. Happy to see him here. Love that. Of course. Yeah, love, love that. that for him. MJF, of course. Christian Cage. Let's see that too. Just. Oh, He's a gem. He's a gem. Uh, Jay White, obviously, he's just super consistent for me. And his style um, isn't for everyone. I hear people complain about I him. I love Jay I think White's he's promos. Great. And yep. Same for Moxley. Mm-hmm. He's 
always amazing. He's super professional. consistent. You can count on him to be professional. You can count on him to build a feud and He'll put always over. make the other person look good. Absolutely. Swear Strickland, just that charisma, the cool he has. He's just awesome. He's got his. He's really unique, so that really benefits him. Sami Zayn's when he gets a really good passionate promo going, he's so um, some of his stuff is really good. I just he's think a really he's a legit good actor. Him he and is. KO. Abs- well, yeah, last year he proved that. Kevin Owens as well. Yeah, um, he's great. And um, I threw in just based on the C two Eddie Kingston man. Mm-hmm. He is phenomenal. If he got more time, he'd be no because his runner. work in the C two. I absolutely loved him. Um, so I would like to give him an honorable mention. I forgot to write it down, but just. Just we talked about it um on Dynamite and whatever, or in our Dynamite review last this past week. Um he's just one of the best baby faces around, I've, super sympathetic. I've said it before. He f- you feel how he wants you to feel. He gets the feels that easily. That's so like the biggest thing. He's genuinely amazing. Yeah. Another honorable mentions go out to Kevin Owens for always acting like a real human being mm-hmm. would and for some gem promos in WWE. Like I love I saved on Instagram the one promo where Imperium come out and he just starts freaking out because they didn't mention their names. So yeah. he's like, Why are you coming out here? And it's just stuff like that I love because Kevin Owens is just like He's funny. He's a he, naturally funny person. He fits in he would fit in AEW just he the would. way he's funny and he Smart. he has consistency. Yeah. Right. So there's that. Yeah. And then also Switchblade Mox, like I said, they have amazing consistency and I can always count on them for a good promo. And Swerve deserves um love some love too. Um but more praise to Christian goes here as he is to take this one for sure. This man has actually saved a few segments for me this year. There have been ones like Sting or whatever, or like the Sting of Ric Flair, and then mm-hmm. he comes out where it's like, yes. Oh, yeah, that was so um, good. And every time he's on TV with a mic, it's something to pay attention to. It's something to enjoy. It's something to laugh at. His mic work this year has elevated him tenfold, and my feelings in him have completely turned around, much like on the guns. Um, he's been so fantastic. The audacity he has to say the things he says is incredible and never fails to get a reaction from both of us. Um, every promo, there's something to laugh at. And he made me feel a lot of sympathy for Luchasaurus in one segment alone. Right. That is commendable as well. Cause I love, I've always loved Luchasaurus, but just, I genuinely felt bad for yes. him. You know, that was awesome. Um, his current work is some of, if not the best of his career. I think it's a prime example of someone genuinely breathing new life into their into their career so he has done some great work this year he has and um i i might have given him this last year but last year he had ter- turned heel mm-hmm. and so babyface christian hell no but this christian is something to watch yeah similar to what you're saying from what i hear and the people i read and listen to kevin owens has they talk about like he saves every segment that kevin owens in, is always awesome he um, can always be counted on. so he gets love for me here but if you listen to our show regularly you probably know exactly who we're both choosing and it is christian and to be honest it's not really cl- close right like i talk about this with actors and stuff in roles in movies and tv shows some roles are just like a, they must be so fun to play right i and would imagine, love to be christian okay christian your gimmick is you get to say awful hurtful horrible things about everybody you talk to and oh, okay dead parents like yeah nick so wayne's mom rick flair just the venom that he is allowed to spew this year has been so like good. can't miss tv for us right He's one, of the, one of the funniest guys around most consistently entertaining things in all of wrestling um and just like I'm super happy to have our opinions change about the guns, I'm thrilled about this too. Because Christian's we one of my favorite things on television a big fan now. When he um, arrived. If he went away now, I would sorely miss him. So he, I think he's head and shoulders above everybody this year. And Absolutely. there's some strong competitors in this category, but he's best on the mic for, for this sure. year. All right, next we have looking at best character of 2023. Uh, last year, we both picked Sami Zayn. I think his work was, again, we said it already, he was phenomenal yeah, last more year. More main roster love last year. Yeah, Sami Zayn, again, undeniable. Yeah, I went out of my way to watch those segments. 
And yeah, and he would be a good else. actor. If he could play he a would. role like Sami Zayn in yep. a movie, I would say put him in there. He was great. Uh, nominees this year were Orange Cassie. We already mentioned his title run. He was fantastic this year. Um, MJF for doing... Like, while it hasn't been perfect in recent times, his babyface run's been really good for someone who's an yep. amazing heel. You're right. I think the fact that he's done as well as he has in the opposite role, he's got to get um, some commendations for that. Uh, Christian Cage, we already mentioned his character work, is crazy. Uh, John Moxley, he's just healer face. He's just, he feels real, and he's always super mm-hmm. enjoyable on the mic. He's just... Uh, something about him is consistent company guy yeah it's always going to be good to amazing it's never going to be he always feels really logical which i think is important for us swerve strickland his super villain shtick is top notch uh sammy zane still gets a nomination here because he his work is still really good a really great baby face and then also again based on the c2 work and his his big wins against uh all the blackpool guys uh eddie kingston's character work i used to like him as a heel but i think his Real, his real calling has been as a baby uh, face. Yes. He's the sympathy just he gets so great, and I really am looking forward to seeing his triple crown run uh, this year because I feel like it'll be really. He great. really came down on the home stretch of 2023. Right? Uh, absolutely, he really, like, kicked With, it into gear. Again, another kick for the end. A feather in the cap of the C2 was really elevating Eddie even more because yep. genuinely, I just love Edward. Um, I feel like we have a lot of close decisions this year. At least I do. I guess that's telling about how this year was. I'm tormenting torn between Christian and Swear, both incredible heels at their peaks, but yet they're really different. They are. And honestly, again, late, I would probably honorable mention Eddie because Eddie's just a gem. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Christian wins this one, though, because he's perfected his character throughout the whole year. I, I've said it before. I feel like Swerve, he didn't start this year in a great position. He had to really work his way up. And that's why the breakout fits him so perfectly, right? But I feel like Christian's character, whereas last year he kind of started cultivating his heel work, this year it's just been full heel Christian all the way, and it's been amazing. Yep. I think throughout this year, um, he's gone from great to amazing. His disregard for any morals or shame, attacking anyone's dead relatives, or insulting someone like Ric Flair without any regard is never anything but hilarious. I enjoy Christian every time, and like... Not only his disregard for anyone, but now this, like, not even, I don't know if it's a kind of a God complex, but it's this father of the year thing he's got with Nick Wayne and Luchasaurus is funny. The thing he did before he became TNT champion for real with Luchasaurus was super funny. And then once he got Nick Wayne in his thing, uh, just act, treating him like his genuine son is one of the funniest things he does. Um, I enjoy him every time he's on screen. Like we said, he legitimately saves segments from sucking completely. He was amazing parading around as TNT champion when it's Luchasaurus. Even better when he found a sneaky way to get the title for real. Um, like I said, adding Nick Wayne to his posse was a master choke. Even adding Shayna Wayne is also a funny thing. Um, Mother Wayne? Mother Wayne. How dare you? Right. The parallel between Christian now and when he debuted in AEW is absolutely crazy. His character is so great. He surpassed Edge completely in modern day. Oh, yeah. It feels like he's in his prime even though he's he's 50. I know. That's, That's crazy. wild. Yep. Um, I went a different route, which is always nice because we agree on a lot of stuff because we are related and we watch all this stuff together. Sami Zayn is believable as they come. We've talked about it. Uh, Christian, incredible year. That was my but my near miss. But my winner is no surprise. It's Swerve. That snag- is fair because that was the other one I would have picked. Swerve snagging yet another award for me here with his incredible work in 2023. He's like a comic book supervillain, but it's so cool. And I'm not a comic book fan by any means. No. And it still appeals to me, right? He just connects with people. Um, he's had multiple really good interactions. Uh, the one with Hangman in late December. November. Or sorry, was amazing. Um, among other wrestlers he's had interactions with. Incredible pre-recorded segments. Already got our segment yep. in yet of the I year, right? Uh, and 
he conveys his character even just the slow, super slow walk. And his to entrance the ring, is definitely there. Right? It works. Yeah. Uh, the way he moves in the ring, which is unique, I think, to anybody I see. Absolutely. He's the complete package, and he seems to like consider every little detail. Right. He's a super intelligent, thoughtful guy, uh, and all of it is just a super convincing character for me. It's it's one I will always remember. Like I'll be, you'll be like, remember twenty twenty three swerve, and I'll be like, oh my god, yeah. That's one of the ones that I'll take it so back. Good. You know, yeah, for yeah. sure. Um, I think he's that good. He's a special uh, memory for me, Swerve, in 2023. He gets it. Good pick. All right, now one that's pretty easy should go quickly, I think. It's best weekly TV show for us. Gee, I wonder. Mm -hmm. Uh, Last year, it was Dynamite for us. Surprise. I mean, this year we do have a new nomination in Collision because that was... We did not watch a lot. We didn't watch a lot of it, but it had some really good moments, so I put it in here. Yep. So Collision gets in here, Dynamite, uh, NXT, and Impact Wrestling. Which I watch all of, you watch some of. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, that impact. same could be said for yeah NXT more so NXT for sure yeah um, while it wasn't a banner year the no brainer pick for me is still Dynamite it's the only one that I watch consistently and through the highs and lows it still remains my favorite on on the whole yep um, Collision Star this year had some really great matches and segments and in sh- shows but it was never as good as Dynamite and I never watched consistently I just I can't do it uh, maybe I'll try but that's always a maybe additionally the Continental Classic was a really strong end to the Dynamite year um, and it, it was something that really helped the show. I think if it wasn't going to get the pick, it helped it. Mm-hmm. But I think it always was going to. Because, again, it's the only one I watch. I only ever catch bits of NXT, which is incredibly mixed bag. And Impact is it never is. really great for me. Neither are consistently good enough to make me want to watch every week. So uh, Dynamite's the clear pick for me. Always has been. Yeah, co- welcome to Collision. I don't know how long it's going to last, to be honest. I went back and watched most of the tournament matches. Yeah. But I uh, didn't catch a lot of Collision. But it's AE Dynamite, no contest here. Oh! You did it. I did it. You just did it. Oh, caught wow. on video too. For, uh, AEW. The first time you mentioned that on this year. Elite. That's the first time you say in 2024. That's right. And you, uh, you did it. So my hope to Bring eliminate it in, it in 2024 is out of the way real no, early. No, it's gone. It's yeah. gone. Day one. Yeah. Not a peak year for Dynamite, I don't think. No. Uh, I had a handful of low grades when we grade That's, every week, yeah, right? Yeah, definitely. There were some periods where it would be like, a couple of weeks are really good, and then it would kind of right. go down, and then it's like back up. But bottom line, still by far the easiest show to watch every week. Of for the sure, three, sure. I watch three shows every right. week. Right? I think it At means least. more for you because you're consistently watching most of them, right? And regardless, even if the weeks before was not great, I'm still looking forward to watching it every week, right? So that's important. Ever hopeful, for sure. Um, NXT, I'm kind of indifferent about watching it. I don't dread it, but I'm just kind of... And then an Impact, you know... Well, even hearing you talking about NXT, it's just it seems really inconsistent because there's some is. weeks... There's like... But rarely is it better than Dynamite. I think there's, there's, it's not like it's never happened. Because yeah. I think this year there's definitely been a couple times, but it's not ever super consistent. There's been some great matches on NXT this year, but right. it's not the majority of the content, no, right? Absolutely. Some and of the storylines are just Impact. I think it's telling that when, like, recently I haven't had to review Impact, and I'm happy about that, <laughs> yeah, right? So that's, that's definitely something. That's pretty telling. I think maybe too. it shouldn't have been in the best. <laughs> so, so this was an easy category. It's Dynamite again. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. All right, now this was a little bit harder. And Absolutely. That is Absolutely. our best pay-per-view of 2023. Or PLE. I just saw that. what we picked last year. I didn't remember that. Full Gear 2022, which was tell me. the first. I couldn't tell you one match right now. Not L- one. Luchasaurus Jack Perry, cage match. You okay. liked that a lot. Yeah, I did, actually. MJF Moxley. Yeah. Um, the first Elite Death Triangle match, which we really liked. Right. Um, I don't remember what it's actually. I'll I'm Google terrible. it really quick, just because I, I do want to kind of go over it really quick because th- I remember those matches were like the trios matches were really cool remember the Death Triangle actually won and we were surprised oh that's and right and it kicked off the um, okay that's pre-show let's see um, Joe Wardlow Hobbs that's alright um, I like that better than you did acclaimed and swerve in our glory 
Right. That was pretty good. Um, Jericho. Oh, that was the four-way with Jericho, Danison, Claudio, and Guevara for the ROA show. That, that was, was pretty good. good. Yep. Oh, my God. Jade Cargill was on the show. <laughs> that feels so wow. long ago now. Forgot but no, that was a really good show, I remember. Um, so, But our nominations for this year are Forbidden Door, Half Bias, Half, because it was a really good show. Really good show. We happened to be in attendance. Mm, mm. Might have had a match or two that I really liked. Yep. Um, WrestleMania 39, which deserves huge, yep. huge props. Credit when credit here. is due for Well, because we... No, because it's we hated WrestleMania last year. Thirty eight was horrible, awful. Like, but this year angering. was different. Uh, yep. Wrestle Dream was really strong, and Full Gear makes it back on the list. Was our thing with Mania this year that it was it fewer celebrities, like less I think celebrity so. involvement? That's it was just usually a pick the up from this me. year. Um, so honorable, huge honorable mention to Mania Thirty Nine. Yes, it was a giant pickup from last year's stinker. It was actually really enjoyable. Some match of the year contenders. Like I'll look it up right now, just for your sake, just because I it was a really good WrestleMania. It was probably. Um, the, my favorite in recent memory. Just we very because. much enjoyed. I think both nights for the most part. I think so. There was some things on. Let's see. Where and are we the have results? not enjoyed many. Okay, WWE so there was what was it? The, that four way tag was pretty solid, even though it was meaningless. It was pretty solid. Um, Rollins Logan Paul was pretty good. Yep. Um, the mysterious match was okay. The Ripley Flair was obviously Amazing. a really strong women's match. Yep. Um, and remember the tag team main event? That was one of my favorite matches of the year, especially for main roster. Yep. Owens and Zayn the Usos. That was a fantastic payoff to it that. Was. Um, the next night, there's Gunther, Sheamus, McIntyre, which was amazing, great slugfest. Um, that was a good match. Yeah, uh, Blair Osco saw it, and I think Roman and Cody was like a good Roman match at least, mm-hmm. right? So it was just like I think it was down on the stuff we didn't like, and also Shane McMahon. Um, injuring <laughs> <Snapping> his <quads. laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so it was a really strong mania. So. Um, just to show me and roster love, it deserves yep. to be here because yep. it was a good main. You do good and work, we will recognize. I want you. WrestleMania to be good because it's their big one, so it has to deliver, right? I'm no shill for any company, you know. Exactly. Um, honorable mention to Wrestle Dream too, because I think it would earn my third place. If that was my super close one as well. Mm. This category is extremely tough to me because regardless of TV output, AW always nails their pay per views. They do. Except for maybe World Cup. <laughs> like, we could talk they, about that maybe this week. They have their odd mishap, but I would say nine times out of ten, they Correct. nail the pay-per-views. Um, not a single one this year was bad. I wrote this before World's End. It wasn't bad, actually. It wasn't Not bad. a single one was bad. Okay, that's Below still average for them. Okay, yeah. It doesn't mean bad. Uh, a couple are neck and neck for the win here. My battle is between uh, Forbidden Door, where we might have been there, uh, and Full Gear, which we... Weren't there? No, nope, sure, definitely not. Um, they're super close for me. Revisiting the two card lamps reinforces that sentiment. So here's your um, right. trip down memory lo- lane, so to speak. Uh, well, I would like to give into bias and pick for Bandor. I think looking back, I kind of feel like for B- Full Gear was the better show. Full Gear was great. Don't get me wrong. I love it a lot. It's glad I have been there, and I'm super happy it came to Toronto. It's just that was crazy. Still, mm-hmm. a few things hold it back though. The first two matches weren't really things I care for. MJF Tanahashi and Correct. Punk Kojima. Mm. I know we were. It was kind of a yeah. slow build, and then I remember Sonata Jack Perry wasn't bad, but it was Getting really underwhelming. Better. It yep. was underwhelming, right? Um, and the trios match after Omega Osprey was just okay. The main event was strong, but just it just fell short. And I think it might have been because of the other match. And I think it, I think it was partly. pretty short. I'm pretty sure it was like I saw it was like 15 minutes. Well, or something. Danielson broke himself. Um, and Danielson broke his arm, so I'm not gonna fault that. Like I'm just looking at it really quick. But following the yeah, match it was. Oh no, it was 27. Never mind. Sorry. It was long. Um, it was good though. Yeah. So it just kind of gets hurt by that match. Um, but my main positives from that match were oh sorry wait no okay so um, then full gear on the other hand was the main downers were Mox Cassie just being too short not even being bad just being too short uh, good for what it was mediocre women's match also a good one later mm-hmm. uh, golden jets match wasn't interesting but it was a strong match it was kind of had the same effect as Okada Danielson but less so. 
the, my main positives from Forbidden were that four away uh, really Cassidy that. match was awesome. The multi man match was Crazy. really fun. Yep. Uh, and my legitimate <laughs> favorite match of all time. It I is. don't know if I've mentioned that one. That one's just probably really mine great. as well. Full gear, the positives. Um, a TBS title match that exceeded expectations to my surprise. A crazy fun ladder match. The craziest match I've ever seen in my entire life. Almost match of the year. And a much stronger main event, in my opinion. Switchblade MJF was built great. I thought delivered. I don't know why people hate it so much. but I liked more it. Than I so think I gave I'm it four going, stars. I'm going to pick Full Gear by a hair. Yeah. It's extremely close, but Full Gear gets two back-to-back for me. I think that's fair. Um, re- again, really happy Long to say that answer. Mania was awesome this yeah. year. Right, Mania Love really to good. say that. Love for all companies that to produce quality yep. content. I'm not looking for anyone to suffer or shut their doors. I want all good wrestling everywhere. I'm for hopeful everybody. for Mania uh, this year, I guess. Um, and again, a little bit of a down year for AEW, but as you said, their pay-per-views deliver. Up until... I don't know if there's been one where I've been like, man, I paid for that because I do pay for all of them, right? I think maybe All Out 2020 because that was the one where Matt Hardy got concussed. I remember there was like one amazing. I didn't love. That's probably it might have been that one. Um, so it was down to Wrestle Dream, Full Gear, Forbidden Door, all the nominees, basically. So I went back through my notes and reviews on the, each show, and I settled on Full Gear like you did, and really not by it's much. It's super close. It really is. Instant classic death match you mentioned. Really good women's triple threat that surprised us. Yeah, um, given the talent involved, I was like happy with that one. Awesome tag match and a really good main event. Um, but let's be honest, it's mostly the death match. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. That just elevates Honestly, it Honestly, if Forbidden Door had a couple, or even one more match that was really good, yeah. it would get that, because it has my favorite But top match. to bottom, I agree, Full Gear was my pay-per-view Absolutely. of the year. Yeah, I think uh, I just went the long route of saying what he said. Another, uh, that's why I like it. You do the details and I've quickly, I quickly, I can't help quickly agree right? with you generally. And I'm sure I'm going to agree with you on this category too. I don't think too. so. I feel like we'll definitely, you're going to pick Impact. Best promotion. What, <laughs> why is it Impact? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> uh, last week, we both picked AEW and the only options really are AEW, WWE, slash NXT, but it's WWE. We'll lump them together. Um, and Impact Wrestling. I think WWE had a really strong year. While not everything we love, it's just like, they felt like they went from strength to strength this year, just like mm-hmm. financially, just like some of their shows. They really went international this year, which I think was a really strong thing. Yep. And um, they had more matches that I enjoyed this year. I feel like last year, like one of my favorite matches was that Rumble match with Rollins and Reigns. And then what else was there? Oh, we love that match. I will always love that match. What, hey, one of my biggest missed opportunities to this day. Um, but anyways, though, I don't think this was good of a year for them as say 2021 or something, which is a banner year, I think. Right. I think AEW still continues to be my favorite promotion, and on the whole, it's the alternative I want. It still is. Easily. Maybe a little less so, but it still is. Things like the Texas Death matches we got this year, especially the one, but there was Moxie Hangman, too, let's up. not forget. And the Continental Classic were some of the year's highlights, and things WWE wouldn't and don't do that were generally my some of my favorite things of the year. They pulled off, they pulled off one of, if not the biggest show in pro wrestling history. All In was a special moment. It finally felt like we had something to genuinely rival WrestleMania, at least on the scale, right? Yep. It, at least a little, right? They gave me one of my favorite experience, life experiences ever at Forbidden Door. My favorite match ever on the same night. Yep. They acquired free agents. I'm a huge fan of like Switchblade and Osprey, which mm-hmm. those signings I can't understate. Like those are important to me because I love both of those guys, and I'm happy. Like now I, I'll get to see them regularly because my thing with them was always I love them, but they're in New Japan. I don't it's see like them they literally lot. said, "Hey Jack, which free agents do you oh, want?" Oh, those us two. To sign? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, I didn't dislike a single pay per view they had. Again, I wrote this before, but again, I don't think I don't know. Dislike strong. Disappointed, agreed, agreed. yes. Yeah, there's the word. Even with the increased number of pay-per-views, they generally deliver for me. Mm-hmm. I like I'm still not 
overly keen on more, but um, as long as they keep it up, I, I can deal with it. Um, I could go on more why it's AEW is the best, but it's pretty simple. They just have good stories and also the pro wrestling I like to see. Matches it, are a huge thing. It's sure. that style, right, that yeah. is the big thing for us. We yeah. want to see the more faster paced whatever if you want to say spot fest or More approaching that sometimes spot fest sometimes but, and yeah just a range of different types of matches right so and yeah similar to best weekly tv show this has to be AEW the best weekly show most consistently entertaining pay-per-views there's those are the criteria right yeah. so we do um, the things we want to see nobody that listens to us regularly will be surprised by this choice so i won't spend much time yeah. on it right it's AEW by a long shot absolutely all right, now we get into a, couple, a fun one for us, and that's uh, best TV match. I always like this because there's I sometimes forgot. there's really good TV matches, but then like they get lost in the shuffle with the pay per view ones, right? And I forgot we who we. I picked also last forgot year. we picked this, and um, we both picked them um, that hour long match between I Bailey and Alexander match. from last year. That's a good choice. Um, so that's really good. Yep. Yeah, that I'm I, I like that because that was a weird pick even for me, but that's one of the ones I I, I sought out, right? Yeah. So there's that. All right, TV matches nominations we got omega versus vikingo from dynamite on what would that be march 22nd awesome. yeah uh, cassie fletcher from dynamite may uh may 24th um i remember really that was one of the ones where i just i mean i already really loved ozzy open that's one of the ones where i saw fletcher i'm like that was awesome because that dynamic of he has such cool offense and you can cassidy hit all of it, it on cassidy right? i still remember he just burst in with that corner kick and yeah. right off the bat and that was awesome to me uh Dario versus swerve from july 26th that was a really great match that was the one with that I think it was the house call to stairs that looks awesome. I still oh, yeah, that looked go crazy. back and look at that clip to this day. Uh, Bullet Club Gold versus FTR from Collision, uh, July 15th. The 2 or 3 Falls match was fantastic. One of the best tag team matches of all time. Um, Samojo Darby Allen from February 2nd. I, that was, that. I think that was the No Holds Barred one. That was really strong. Uh, King of TV Joe is uh, sorely missed. Honestly, mm -hmm. could have been an honorable mention for character because it was just too short-lived, I think. Mm -hmm. uh, Mellow Dragonov from Halloween Havoc. Awesome. And uh, Cole MJF uh, from... Was that June 14th, their first match? Because that was, um, that we were saying that, that could have been pay-per-view quality. That was. That yes. was a great match. The time limit, yeah. Yeah. Honorable mentions to Cole and JF, Swerve Darby, and Fletcher Cassidy for me. This category was always going to go to Bullet Club Gold FTR for me, specifically the Two Three Falls one. Yes, that A near hour-long classic that would have fit on any pay-per-view they could have put it Agree. on. Agree. The pace was slow, but masterfully worked. And it was great how Juice and Switch were kind of fighting from beneath at first when they stole the first fall with the perfectly placed bid run. I thought the way they paced the falls were, mm -hmm. was perfect. I remember White just looked exhausted at the end stages, but like in that perfect way that he does. Appropriately like, so. Appropriately so. Like yeah. he kind of does in the C2, you know, he's got yeah. the, he's foaming from the mouth. <laughs> yeah. Um, It was like a longer, more drawn out version of the Revival DIY. You know, the two or three falls matches are so good sometimes. It would probably have been my front runner if Forbidden Door and later the Texas Death hadn't happened. Of everything on TV, the Sands Henschel is above the rest. And it's the thing I remember from Collision this year. Yep, this match absolutely. was fantastic. It was. Um, and this one was easy for me, and it is Bullet Club Gold and FTR on Collision. Probably could have main evented almost any pay-per-view if you had a proper had a build, build and story to it. It would be it, crazy. Right? And just a shining example of how good tag team wrestling can be. And yeah, it's one of my favorite forms of wrestling. I love tag to team me, wrestling. To me, Switch and Juice aren't even a regular team, but I thought they were great here too. And no, FTR just, are always superb. Absolutely love this match. I actually think like it holds up pretty well against some of our nominees I, absolutely. for best match overall. I feel like it might be in best tag even just, I think it is, yeah. Fantastic match. If you didn't see it, go back and find it. It's honestly worth going I would to watch see. it again, honestly. Yep, I, I, I think I tried to. I don't think I ended up doing it, but like... Yeah. It's super good. Do you it's like really it? well worked. So moving into our next category, yeah, did, you no, see I my, know. did you see my response? My 
what I put in my column yeah, for this one. Yeah. It's match of the year uh, tag, tag team, team yeah. which does include trios matches. Because uh, there weren't that many this year. I think. And they're all technically tag yeah. teams, so we include um, them. Last year, we lumped we just had it lumped in with men's matches, so I wrote in brackets WTF. <laughs> I don't know what we were doing we, there. Like we picked, we both picked different. Um, uh, this will come up in the men's. We both picked different Briscoe FTR matches, mm-hmm. and those are just in match of the year for men. So I guess we're just weird like that. Yeah, I guess so. Um, we're, nominees it's, are it's evolving. You yeah, know, it's yeah. getting more polished every year we do this. Yeah, uh, nominees are Bullet Club Gold FTR, the same match I just mentioned. Mm-hmm. Uh, Escalera de la Muerte, Elite versus Death Triangle from that Dynamite January 11th. That was really fun. Usos uh, versus Sami Zayn Owens from Mania Night One. Don't that remember is, other than I liked it. Don't that, remember details. That deserves a uh, huge props again. Main roster, and I really enjoyed the match. True, it was a, a rare main roster storyline we were invested in, and it was a good payoff. It was. Whereas I think they dropped the ball with Roman. Roman's payoff. I think this was a good payoff for Zane's bit with the Usos, right? Yeah. They had such a good thing going there. And then Elite versus House of Black from Revolution. Um, I really didn't want to double up on categories because I don't like to, but I think that collision match has to pick it again. I almost wanted to pick Zane and Owens versus Usos because main roster matches, when those get here, those deserve extra props. But it wasn't the same level. It just wasn't. No, it wasn't. I just, when it comes down to it, I really love the collision match more. Like I said, it was just perfectly worked. You wouldn't even know that Switch and Juice don't team on the regular because mm-hmm. they were just great here. Um, It felt high stakes and it felt like a pay-per-view match that could belong on any show of the year, uh, especially as a main event if you wanted to. As if it hasn't been proven time and time again, this shows why tag team wrestling is so amazing, like you said. I would probably put it up as my second runner-up or like third place of the mm-hmm. year, probably. I My notes say literally same as above yeah, because easily. it's that match again. It was... That was a pay-per-view quality match. I know I said it before, yep. but you could put that on any card and I would watch yeah. it. Yeah, and it Fantastic. almost reached a time limit draw, but then yeah. it didn't, which was great. Great match. Mm-hmm. Uh, now we move into match of the year for women in 2023, and I would never have guessed our 2022 choice. Uh, mine was Sheeta Hater oh, no, from I mine, Dynamite. Uh, I think it was the Christmas Bash or whatever, 1228, which was December. I would have guessed mine. Um, and yours was Masha Jordan from Impact Battle oh, for Glory. Love that match so much. Mm-hmm. Our nominees from this year were a match I fell asleep for, not because it was bad, just because I was tired, which is Ripley versus Charlotte for from Mania Night but One. But you did go back and watch it recently. I did. I did. So it went back. Uh, Stylander versus Julia Hart versus Sky Blue from Full Gear, which was a pretty good match. It over-delivered. I think I that's what really it. helps it get that here. That definitely helps it. Given the talent involved, it shouldn't be here. Um, Willow versus Athena, which is a match I didn't see. Awesome. From uh, Death Before Dishonor, I think. And mm-hmm. um, Lynch versus Stratton from I think no Mercy. the first one. They had two, right? I think. Yeah. So I think it was the first one I liked better. Really? I it wasn't the Extreme no. Rules? No, I think it oh, was the Oh, that could have been a TV match then. I, I, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I, I think the first one was on TV. Uh, honorable mentions to Athena's work this year in the TV style three-way from Full Gear because it was better than I expected. Uh, one of the few strong women's matches, a really strong one, was Charlotte Ripley. Not a Charlotte guy, but she's capable in the ring without a doubt. Ripley uh, can, proves that she can now hold her own for, for sure. Oh, yeah. Unlike Mania 36, this one also had the right result as Ripley actually got her moment and WWE actually right. capitalized on her at the right it. time, yes. surprisingly. Uh, Shane, these two couldn't have had a main event um, for the women because I always like when they do that. But Me too. I was very adamant that that tag match deserved it, and it, it did. did. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah you were did. fired up about that. I yeah, remember. I was almost... That was the hill you were going to die on. Yeah, I was almost going to be angry <laughs> if this main event, which, I mean, I it just sucks that that's how it had to go, but um, that's how it had to go. Um, one thing about WWE is they gen- generally keep their women's division at decent visibility, so right. this is the kind of big match you isn't yet seen on AEW. I mean, hopefully all in, we get a big match, because I think 
I think Jamie Hader being out kind of affected that. If Jamie Hader had held the title to them, we could have gone a big singles match because I think the four way that Soraya won was kind of yeah. Uh, well, Hader should be back soon. Hopefully, I would hope right? so. Uh, I really loved Willow versus Athena this year, and the triple threat at Full Gear over delivered. But the quality of the match and the magnitude of the event puts Ripley and Charlotte over the top pretty easily for me. And again, you said it. I'm not a fan of Charlotte. And at the time of this match, I honestly wasn't sure about Ripley yet. Like she's had she was, some good ones, and she's also been like, I'm just there. But so yeah, good. I didn't know if she was capable of this or not. But they kind of tore the house down and had a match that I thought was an incredible match. Uh, stole night one by the tag match for me. Um, let this not only be a credit to WWE, but it's a bit of an indictment of AEW, right? That yeah, they don't really book their women's division very well, in our opinion. Um, very few women in AEW reach the level of profile necessary to have like one of exactly. these matches, right? Sure. So not the fault of the talent this at all. There's lots of good not, talent yeah. there. It's the way they're being presented so far. It's mm -hmm. creative's issue. Um, so there, I got my AEW doesn't do good enough with women rant on our best show. It. I squeezed it. it in there. I was about um, to say it was an AW list uh, category, but it's, it's not. <laughs> but Charlotte and Ripley uh, win the match of the year for mm -hmm. me, for women. And then we move into the same award match of the year, but it's for the men. one, because there's so many that yes. you can choose from. Oh my God, there's so many. I can't wait. Okay. Oh yeah, there's our tag team choices. For yeah, 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 yeah. It's, nice. it's strange. Um, so last year we... I picked FTR Briscoes 2, the two or three falls match. And then match, I was and right you picked, and picked FTR Briscoes okay, 1. Okay, that's not how we're doing this. <laughs> no, Neither of us picked the dog collar one, though, which I feel like some people would pick, but just too much. No. Too much. Two no, or three falls one is, is the, the right answer. Go. No, two. Electric Boogaloo. Don't make me get the sound effects out. No, we're not. No, uh-uh. Uh-uh. Okay, nominations. There are quite a bit here, so strap in, folks. Um, I guess, like... Even though you all know... Um, even though you know where it's going. <laughs> Unless this I can is just, your first time here, on the, yeah, you know what you we're know picking. what we're doing. But anyways, but it's gonna the do it, process. We're going to do it anyways. You have to respect the process. Yeah, there's a process here. We can't just skip it. It's right. a formality. All right. Nominations. Osprey versus Omega from Wrestle Kingdom. It's the first one. Right. Awesome. Which is the wrong answer. The first one's always the wrong answer. <laughs> just like FTR Briscoes. Uh, Blackpool versus the League from Anarchy in the Arena uh, from Double or Nothing. I think that's why we put this here, because it's not like a tag match. I mean, it could have been there, I guess. But like, I think right. that's why, because I think that's what you said to me, right? Probably. I say so many wise things. It's that's hard not, to, okay. It's hard to keep track. Um, Omega versus Takesha from All Out. That was great. Happy he won clean. Osprey versus Umino uh, from, I think it was New Japan's Tag League event. Awesome match. New Japan match we went to seek out. So that I, and the first correct. Omega Osprey, I think that's um, indicative. Uh, Mellow versus Dragonov, the first one from Green American Bash. Uh, Mellow versus Dragonov, second one from No Mercy. I don't know which one I like better. I think I like the first one better. Yeah, oh, be. Slightly. Um, but they're both really great. Um, Cole MJF from All In, the pay-per-view match they had, that was a really great uh, part of their feud. One of the highlights. Uh, the Four Pillars Forward from Double or Nothing. MJF Danielson's Iron Man match from Revolution. Danielson's Zack Sabre Jr. from Love WrestleTream. Love that match so much. Gunther Sheamus McIntyre from Mania 39. Awesome. Osprey Bailey from Bound for Glory. Awesome. Uh, Swerve Hangman, the death match from Full Gear. And finally, the creme de la creme. The Osprey Dark Horse. For <laughs> Osprey versus Omega 2 from Forbidden Door. Go ahead. Um, so the sec this one was pretty much a write-off from the second this match was over. Even since that match, there have been some amazing matches. I think the best phrase to sum up this category was, in any other year. Mm -hmm. Things like the 2-3 Falls match on Collision, Danielson, Zack Sabre Jr., and Mayesco. It was amazing. I loved it so much. But then comes the phrase, in any other year. I think the match that embodies that phrase the most is the Texas death match between yep. Sarah and Hangman. It gets done which, dirty by 2023. Oh, yeah. It deserves the highest honorable mention because it was one of the genuine craziest matches I've ever seen. I've 
been like I was kind of slack jawed during that at some times because that match was insane. There were parts that were a lot to watch, but I loved all of it. It's I love it. The feud was building up to that was perfect. The match was crazy. It only comes so close. That's because the match um, I pick for 23's match of the year is not only the men's match of the year, it's the match of the year bar none. And it's probably um, your life. the best match I've ever seen. It's probably the favorite one I've, my favorite I've ever seen in my entire life and by far the best I've seen in person. Do they if know we been, were there too? Oh, we were there. We, yeah, were there. we were there. If you've been here before, uh, of course, you know I'm talking about Omega Osprey from Forbindor. After this match was said and done, it's all I was talking about. It's one of the best things I've ever seen in my entire life. I just, I love it dearly. I think I watched it at least six times since then. Mm-hmm. I've tried to watch it like every month. I, I think just, I'm at I, three. I kept it in my brain yep. permanently. Uh, that one spot in particular is awesome. The one way Angel spot was great. The Tiger Driver was great. Um, that rope break was one of the best I've yep. ever seen. Um, it put Danson Okada to shame, which is a crazy thing to do. <laughs> yeah. It like it honestly hurt that match. That's how good this Impossible was. Impossible to follow. Yeah. It's hard to find something I haven't already said about this match, but it's one of my favorite things I've ever seen, which I just said. Um, and genuinely, this is one of those things where I'm like, why wasn't this a main event? Like when mm-hmm. people people say that about like Taker, you felt and that way going or, into it too. Oh yeah, it always should have been the main event. There were callbacks to their first match at Wrestle Kingdom, which was also great. Osprey played to the Toronto crowd really good. The some of the best in action you'll ever see, including some absolutely crazy pitch perfect spots. And finally, a simple yet incredibly effective storyline weaved in the final stretch, especially which I know you said is perfect. Yep. Um, one of the best things I've seen period it was a match that sold me on this show alone like i mean the fact that aw pay-per-view was coming to toronto was already selling me and then new japan being there but like if you would confirm this match for any show and in my general vicinity i'm like we have to be there it's this match and then the rest are local talent fine I will go. Yeah, I I'll, mean, we go to local talent and, anyways. So I will empty my savings. Much. Yeah. Um, I knew I wanted to go as soon as was announced without debate. Um, I watched this match pretty much every month since, and it was the clear pick. I love this match with all my heart. It's just, it's my favorite of all time. It's absolutely crazy. I can't love it enough. Uh, so mine will be shorter because you said it all. Great matches this year. Love, love, love the death match with Sabre. It's one of those matches where it's like once this is done, like what can you do? And Saber Danielson was my other one. I absolutely love this yeah. year. Any um, other year? Any other year? Yeah, any other year. But this um, was another incredible match, a five star match that I had the privilege Six star match. of being in person there, and it was a spectacle. The story combined with the ability of both of them was amazing and i'm of the opinion as you said that the final whatever five to seven minutes of this are like i remember watching perfect i remember watching that rope break and being like so surprised because like it was perfectly done where it could have been like because sometimes rope breaks are so telegraphed and that one was really great off of i think it was the screwdriver hidden blade stormbreaker and then the reaction in the arena when he kicked out the one with or Omega kicked out the one with Angel is electric in there. I was always hoping Osprey would kick out of it, but I guess it wasn't to be. But that's okay because this was just amazing, anyways. So if you listen to our show, you know this was the oh, match. I, of the I year. praise this match at any point I can. It was fantastic. Yeah, it's the disappointing thing is that now it's just it's uh, when we get to it. This match being a year old, that'll be crazy. Cause it's when we just, do our decade in review. Decade. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if we can, I will do that. Because this will be my match of the decade. Because oh, I, cool. it will take something really special right. to beat this. Uh, the next really one, special. which I think should have gone before this. Because I Probably. feel like it's, bigger. I don't know why it was this deep. Maybe because tag team of the year is after. So I guess it kind of fits in But there. it's faction of the year, which is another new category this but year, I it looks it, like. It earns it. Um, This is an all AEW one. An yeah. all elite one, some might say. Because I can't really go bloodline because i don't watch it and metaphor is not metaphor is not big enough yet etc etc i can't um, so think of anything our three nominations impact. are blackpool combat club 
a Bullet Club Gold and the Elite. Oh, you didn't fill this one. I don't one. even have anything oh, in there. Oh, no. What are you going to do? That's all right. I'll Swing figure it. it out right now. All right. All right. That's fair. Um, honorable mention, got to go to uh, Blackpool. Their heel turn run was awesome and resulted in that feud I absolutely love. Um, them just being bullies, absolute bullies, was awesome. However, elsewhere in AEW, another faction was having a great run that you might even call top shelf. I'm picking Bullet Club Gold because it's where I love and act so much from top to bottom. <laughs> yeah. uh, every one of them is entertaining in their own right. And even the guns who we used to be on record as hating, like we said, um, I love them a lot. Switchblade is an undeniable main event talent who's amusing, but also serious when he has to be. Mm-hmm. And I've always loved him. Just he's one of those guys in New Japan where I just inherently like for some yeah. reason. Just something about him is great. Um, Juice Robinson, I miss his absence, even though he's not like a big deal. I miss him. Oh, I he's love him dearly. He sure. is his so funny. Just. Yeah. He's one of those guys who's just funny looking. He's just, he's, everything he does is funny. The guns act massively improved when they joined uh, this group. Even when I wasn't fully liking them, I knew they'd fit well. It's a shame they kind of ended 2023 on a down note with Switch and the C2 alone and Juice injured, but hoping next year is a top shelf year for Bang Bang Gang because they are just thoroughly entertaining. They are. Uh, I'm going to take Blackpool Combat Club just for their sort of presence throughout the entire year and like just sort of. The evolution that they had, and they have and sto- their dynamic is super unique too. They, and I was just gonna say them. they have kind of storylines within their own group, like with how they treat Yuta and how they kind of go off and do their own thing for then stretches. I really like how back. they work. Yeah, they're um, the close one for me. And when they're the heel vicious version, especially for Daniel Bryan or Brian Danielson, that's my favorite version of that. So I'm hoping we come back to that. Absolutely. Just like we just beat people up kind of group. Absolutely. But I think just as like a steadying, constant influence on the company, they are my faction of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, now we move into just yeah. slightly smaller groupings. A slightly it's, smaller. This group. one wasn't easy this year. For no, this some one's reason. like it's not even like it was hard, hard, but it's just like there's no. It's tag team of the year. One, yeah. Uh, four nominees this time, which we have, and we both took FTR last year. Yep, both took FTR, pretty easily to mention. Right? Um, we have Usos, FTR, Aussie Open, and Young Bucks. Yeah, last year was the one where uh, FTR ran away with it oh, just because yeah. they did so many things. The uh, the Briscoes feud, they had three titles, right? All that, and stuff. nobody ran away with it this year. No. Unlike yeah, the last couple of years, I don't think there's a runaway pick here because 2021, the Bucks had a great heel run that we love. Right. Last year, FTR had their run, um, but I think the front runner by a bit and the most logical pick though is FTR. Um, I think Aussie Open getting in here kind of shows that there was a lot of deaths. Not mm-hmm. that I don't love Aussie Open, it's just we love them. They had a good year, but if if there were like more injury top teams, stopped them as well. Injury stopped them. Yeah, if there were more top teams, then I feel like Aussie Open would have gotten here more respectably. I guess is the word. I just for the amount I see Aussie Open, I love their I stuff. Love My enjoyment is highly concentrated sure. with. Them. I forgot they wrestled FTR on Wrestle Dream. That was a really good yes, match. that was good. Um, Zayn Owens really just had um the one great moment. I mean, in my opinion, like they got WWE's best team, which I guess, but like they only had that one really great match, and their tag title run was kind of lackluster. They care about tag teams so little there that it doesn't like I don't even you yeah. know what I mean. They the don't... Usos had some great work, but they didn't even last the year. No, which is weird. Um, the Bucks were largely caught in faction warfare, but they still had some great moments. And Aussie Open, like you said, multiple injuries to Davis. FTR had solid and lengthy enough from the AW Bells, my favorite tag match of the year, one of the best of all time. A big match against the Bucks at All In as well. The main thing for me is they kind of had a lackluster end to the ring because they had a bunch of open challenges against lower tier teams like the Workhorsemen mm-hmm. and. Oh, my favorite jobber yeah. team. Yeah. How dare you? And then they How lost to randomly to Big Bill and Ricky Starks, which is still weird. Yeah. Um, it FTR was. are the best again, though, just not as wide of a margin as last year i think yeah i agree it's really it was a tough pick this year i love aussie open but they didn't do quite enough i don't watch enough of the usos to comment so it's almost like ftr by default because 
they had really good matches, right? We talked about um, yeah. our tag team match of the year, the match with Aussie Open. But the, it's like the stories and the feuds aren't super memorable, right? Like yeah, it's not absolutely. like memorable feuds with Young Bucks or... Memorable feud with Bull Club Gold, but only for like a couple matches. Right. And then the the fact that they are collision guys for us doesn't help either. I feel like, yeah, the tag division took a hit because they almost became collision exclusive, which really irks me. Because they're bros of punk, so they became... Yeah, even after though. Even, yeah. after, even still now. And so AEW has so much potential for an incredible tag team division, and I still they hold have. a lot of hope. I still don't feel like they've delivered that to us. Um, and again, I love tag team wrestling. I feel like they used to do more. Like again, 2021 being that banner year. Yeah, so I'm hoping they get back to focusing on that. Absolutely. Even if it's on one of the shows, I'll probably find time to pay attention to it. But it's FTR, not by a lot, but they get it two years in yeah. a row from us. To mention, yeah, I feel like if tag team, if even the tag titles stay on collision, if the division really starts building there, then it would be something I want to watch. Right now, right. it's like not only are the tag titles exclusive to the show I don't watch, but it's also just Starks and Bill just doing whatever. Yeah, exactly. So I guess we'll see. So now it's time for the final two biggest awards, I guess you could say. Yep. And it is first, we'll go with Female Wrestler of the Year. Mm -hmm. uh, last year, we both took Bianca Belair. I think she had a really strong year for me. She was great. Some matches I really liked. So yep. Yeah. She had a bit of a downturn this year, but still good. Um, She still gets in the nominations. So it's her, Rhea Ripley, Jamie Hayter, and Athena. Arnold mentioned Jamie Hayter, um, who got short. really good. Uh, but her injury took her out for too long this year. And the crowd loved her. Like, they... They demanded her, basically, right? And she was really over. So, and yeah, then so I'm really disappointed that her timing. injury was as bad as it was because she still hasn't come back. And they have not really updated or anything, so yeah. I think they're just planning for a sudden big return for Stupid her. Stupid Thunder Rosa came back and That's not true. Jamie Hayter. Yeah. I really do want to pick Athena because I've heard great things about her work on ROH, but, and what I've seen from her has been pretty good. Really, but she's good. It's just that I've been hearing about it. I haven't. <laughs> right. She had a great match with Will, but I didn't watch that, and the one with Starks was probably good as well but too much of work goes unnoticed period on roh yep. i'm sure i know she makes people want to watch that but like even so it's just for me it's less oh i'll watch roh because of her it's like i'll miss her because it's on our way yeah you know what i mean yep it's kind of the opposite effect if she graduates to diamond next year and keeps up her work then it'll be different because at least she's getting she's ready she should sure. be they yeah. could use her she's really strong heel yeah or um bring back serena deeb <laughs> yes bring back deeb and hater and add athena like you could really have a killer division uh yeah if you the, wanted to the potential's there for sure and yeah get baker back on a roll as well exactly um i think i'm gonna have to go with rip this year it's it kind of feels like the tag division where it's not a runaway uh, I think me. it kind of is this year. It is, but it's also not to me, just because I don't think she had a particularly, like, I mean, I think she had a strong year by main roster standards, but nothing to me besides the main match feels, like, amazing. I don't know. Maybe it's just the main roster effect for me. Yeah, probably. Main roster fair isn't typically my preferred thing, but I think Ripley has had a really good year. She won the Rumble, which I thought had a good finish. Um, she had one of the best women's matches of the year with Flair. Um, she delivered a few solid ones. I think... What also helps her a lot is the character work with Dom. That's a huge uh, part. Being the de facto leader of a, exactly. of a majority male group is a great look for exactly. her. Um, kind of the China-esque yes. thing, I think, really helps. But She's definitely the biggest the star in the women's division. <laughs> Absolutely. I think. If AEW had more competition, maybe my pick would be di different or even more difficult. But it's been, been a strong year for Ripley. And again, AEW struggles with having that consistency in the women's right. division. I echo your sentiments about Athena. She's had a great run and has finally found a character, right? That's what was missing in NXT where, like, She's really cool in the ring, but like I'm just not believing anything she does. I think her character work. She settled like, into she something good, really good. She got really hot as babyface. Remember when she beat Baszler? Mm -hmm. But then it was like, I don't know. I feel like her thing's more defined now. Remember her like Ember Moon promos? I'd be like, oh boy, here we go, because mm. they were so cringy. But uh, she's really good now, which is great to see. 
But no, she lost. It. So she's really connecting, but she's doing it on a program that no one sees, right? Even like we're wrestling nerds. We admit that. We don't watch it. I watch I can't it once watch in a blue age. moon. I watched it it's last week. Glorified dark. And so for major awards like this, like visibility matters to me, right? Absolutely. So that's what Which makes is it, part of what got the women's match of the year, right? Yes. So. And that's what makes this easy that it's Rhea Ripley. And even though maybe she hasn't had this incredible run of amazing matches like a Danielson, the visibility. She's all over all the shows. She's Judgment Day is definitely all over the raw. Uh, uh, and as you said, like she is a leader of a male faction, which is pretty awesome to have too. Like that doesn't cool. happen. And I think it's hard to argue for anyone else this year, really. So it's easily yeah. Rhea Ripley for me. For sure. All right, our final award, and that is what we like to call the male wrestler of the year. Mm-hmm. Unanimous last year. We'll see if it's was this year. John Moxley because he picked up the pieces when Punk dropped the ball twice. Right, and he had great matches, always great promo work. Um, he, so he really deserved it last year. It's I think like that the was most, good. and I was never a huge yeah, fan. Yeah, your He's words like was the literally most like, consistent yeah. dude. So in he, all areas, he really earned it last he year. Did. This year, he still makes it in there, but um, it's very different. Um, nominations are Kenny Omega, Orange Cassidy, which is probably the most surprising one to get yeah, in here, for me. but. Very well deserved, mm-hmm. like Moxley. Like, I think Orange Cassidy really earned his way into this one for no sure doubt. with his title run. Uh, John Moxley again, not as high of a year, but like the Elite Blackpool view is really great. His work in the C2 is really great. Um, he's just always stellar and he he's always got to be appreciated. Um, our outside pick from New Japan and elsewhere is Will Ospreay. Um, he called himself the last world beater, which I think is very a very <laughs> apt term yeah. for this year. Uh, MJF, obviously, his title run that almost survived the year yep very barely um got cut off narrowly missed it um seth rollins and gunther multiple on mentions have to be doled out so i will go through that first uh one for orange cassie for even making it into the category because that's just a testament to how great he did this he year. did because um again he he should have had a ceiling that prevents him from getting here but he just the feather in his killed cap. it absolutely killed this year Another one from MJ for a stellar world title run this year and one of the best stories of the year. And I'm going to give one to Seth because he had a workhorse run in WWE and he's doing his absolute best with a four secondary world title. Like his <laughs> yeah. title is secondary he was set up to fail, by default, he's still but doing he's still fine. doing really great. Yeah. So he's That's fair. really great there and he deserves it because he's doing the best he can and he's had some matches that we liked still. Uh, making this one an overall category that encompasses things outside we usually watch benefits no one more than Will Ospreay. Mm-hmm. It's safe to say he had one of the best years of all time, yep. and the nickname The Last World Beater is one of the most fitting. He was all over the place. He was in New Japan, AEW, Impact, I think British, Rev Pro, GCW, among others. He had a load of major matches this year with nothing nothing short of great. Um, starting early this year, he had that all-timer against, oh my god, Wrestle Kingdom, obviously. He had a great G1 run from he what did. I saw. He mm-hmm. almost won. Uh, he showed up an impact for bangers with Speedball and Josh Alexander. He brought Jericho to his best match of the year at All In. Obviously, I enjoyed that. He signed with AEW Full Gear, which was a big yes. moment. And last but certainly not least, I don't know if I mentioned it, <laughs> the greatest match of all time there against the Mega Forbidden Door. He definitely got my attention with his appearances last year. Because remember, he had he came on Diamond. I was excited. He had the match with Hardwood. Um, he um, oh yeah had the match with Cassie that we really mm-hmm. liked. He had the run in the trios tournament with um, Aussie Open. But his run this year made a huge fan out of me. And I cannot state how excited I am for his AEW run um, next this year, I guess. Um, to have him signed is a huge get. I'm super excited. But his matches were great. His offense is super fun. His character work has improved tenfold, too. Oh, that used to be He used thing. to kind of be like, okay, he's kind of like guy. Ricochet yeah. in terms of athleticism. But he's, but he's so well-rounded boring, now. now it's good. so great. Yeah. Yep. Honorable mention for me, too, to Cassidy, just because I honestly thought... 
his gimmick, his character put a ceiling on Cassidy's what, in here and Roman Reigns isn't on like, what that's, he could do and, and like the stories he could tell. But his run this year proved me wrong and captivated Absolutely. me for the whole time. He made the championship feel important uh, and elevated it to, I think, the secondary the title, secondary, right? Absolutely. Uh, but it's Osprey. It has to be Osprey here. The resume is unbelievable. And as you said, span several companies everywhere Two five plus star matches with Omega, a classic with Bailey. He made a star this year, right? And Shota Umino. That match has that put Shota Umino on the map. Put Umino on the right? map, for sure. Uh, absolute war with Josh Alexander, just to name a few. It's similar to like when peak Omega in Japan. Just everywhere he went and this every is match his he peak had. Year for sure. Uh, his character's evolved, as you said. I find him really interesting on the mic and outside the ring, which was not always the case. Uh, this one was not a hard decision. I think... This is an all-time year for Osprey, so this was a pretty easy category Absolutely. for me to take. And I'm glad he, he signed it. with AEW because it makes us picking him a lot easier. Yeah. Because he's not a New Japan guy, which is a company we don't watch. But Well, and it's now I know I'm going to see him more, and I hope he can yes. follow up well. Yeah, so um, congratulations to every recipient of all our awards, and I guess that's going to wrap up our best of. We will have a worst of coming up within the next week or so, probably, right? As we do. Yeah, as we tend to take our time sometimes. Um, and then we'll be back for our weekly flagship. If this is your first time checking us out, every Saturday we talk yeah. about wrestling for a couple hours. Uh, World's End may or may not get a bonus. It yeah, might we'll be see. lumped in. Uh, we'll talk about AEW Dynamite, NXT Impact, some main roster, some trivia, some news and rumors every Saturday. We're up to episode, I think, 181 is coming up. Yeah. So if you like what we do here, please check us out there. Tell somebody else to check us out as well. We're terrible at promoting ourselves. It's a little hobby we do I for fun forget. in the basement. So help us out, bring some more listeners. We really appreciate any time you took to come and join us here to listen to this podcast. We will see you back here on Saturday for sure for episode 181. And until then, everybody, take care. <laughs>